they hear a sound. So the oldest one says the enchantress has their treasure. And from there, they go and they become pirates. And throughout the book, you can see the illustrations. You can see how they're in their house, but they've really reimagined everything into, you know, this jungle. First, they reimagined this box into a boat. And Pauline did an amazing job, really. So you can see, you can kind of see it's a boat, but really you can see how they've imagined it into this ship to cross the ocean. And, um get to this jungle that they have to go through. They fight tigers along the way and cross lava um, to get to the end, uh, to get to their treasure. You're listening to Dana Ackerman, a children's book author from Harriman, Utah, discussing her latest project, Princess Pirates. She's our guest today on the podcast. Dana, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And how's the weather today out in Utah? Um, it's pretty cold, pretty cold. It's like somewhere around 20 degrees or something, but it's a little bit sunnier today. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get some warmth soon. And before we get started, I just want to say thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You know, any chance I get to talk about my book, I'm excited. And how did you come up with the idea for Princess Pirates? Um, mostly it was just my girls, uh, my three girls, uh, Eleanor six, Sophie four, Audrey three, um, especially my oldest daughter, Eleanor. The way that they play is just so fun. They're so imaginative. And, you know, I just... I had a hard time, especially with my oldest one when she was little, because I wanted to be able to introduce her to a lot of different things that weren't very gender specific or that were maybe gender specific, but I didn't think should be. That makes sense. Like dinosaurs and trucks and, and ninjas and all those things, as well as princesses and, and ballerinas and things like that. And I wanted her to just have the freedom to like whatever she wanted to like. And that's been the same for all my daughters. And because of that, they, when they play, they just, they imagine everything. And I think that's the way it is for a lot of kids. You know, you sit down to play with them and that starts off where you're a family and then all of a sudden a dragon appears. And then from there, everyone becomes a dancer and then a singer and then back to family, you know? And, um, I wanted to be able to create a book that really captured that kind of imagination um, that went beyond gender stereotypes. Um, my daughter, my six-year-old, for her fourth birthday party, she wanted to have a ninja ballerina party, as an example, because um, she just loved both those things. So Princess Pirates is just something to encompass kids' interests, no matter if you know, boy or girl, they should be able to be interested in anything and everything that they want. So your Kickstarter for the book launches in March. For those listeners who are not familiar, how does Kickstarter work and especially for books? So Kickstarter is, uh, they call it a crowdfunding website, but really what it is, is it's just a place to pre-order. So um, people will get onto my Kickstarter website and they'll just, they're going to order my book. So they're buying my book is all. Um, but it's just making sure that I have enough money 
to put in my first run. So I'm going to have everyone get on and, and you're going to pre-order my book. It's just going to take like a month or two to get to you is all. And um, if I don't hit my goal, I won't be able to produce anything. So everyone's money will obviously um, be returned or it won't even be taken out unless I fund um, my maximum goal. So um, that's how it works. It's just a place to pre-order um, so that I can make sure that I have enough money to um, get my first batch of books here. And how did you first get involved with Kickstarter? Um, I have, uh, my husband has run a Kickstarter before. He sells backpacks uh, that turn into trails. It's for a company called Trailform. Um, he and his brother started this company and they started with Kickstarter and they uh, raised a lot of money for it and have been doing great ever since. And so when we started talking about my book and how to publish it, we were going back and forth and trying to think about the best way to do it. And and he said, why don't you do a Kickstarter for it? And I was like, Kickstarter for a book? Like, that's not done. And then sure enough, we look on and we find out it is done. A lot of people launch their books that way. So we decided to go for it. It's, it's a really, it's a great place because you can find out how much interest there really is going to be in your book before you put all the money into it. Um, so that it's a little bit more of a safety thing uh, for us as we go into a book. I can make sure that there's really a market for it, which I really think there is, but it'll be nice to have that proved through Kickstarter. Yep. That makes sense. So Dana, growing up, were you always into creative writing or did it develop later on? Oh, I was always into creative writing. Um, in fact, I, I think I was only nine years old when I decided I wanted to be an author. <laughs> I don't think I decided children's book author, but I always loved writing. I was, I actually have printed out a, a story that I wrote when I was eight or nine um, about, it was, I think it was a twist on the princess and the pea, you know, and my mom printed it out for me one Christmas and gave it to me with a Barbie doll or something. And um, so I've always, always loved writing. I've always been writing other little things. I, I haven't really, hadn't really given a thought, of course, to children's book until I had my own children and have loved reading to them and thought this is the way to go. And as a kid, did you do the illustrations for those early on books? No, I never did. I've always been a horrible, horrible artist. <laughs> so unfortunately, um, they would have been just stick figures and that didn't seem to do anything justice. So I never bothered. <laughs> so before the show, I took a look at your website where you have the illustrations for your book. And it looks like your illustrator did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Paulina is absolutely incredible. She has an amazing eye for detail. Uh, we really, really lucked out finding her. I can't believe that we found someone so great. Um, her illustrations are so cute. They really, really capture this huge imagination that children have so perfectly. And uh, all the little details she adds, just you, you look at the pages and you know, you can just stare at them for 10 minutes, finding all the little things that she's included. And growing up, did you have any particular authors or stories that you admired? Um, growing up, uh, I loved Gail Carson Levine. I don't know if you know who she is, but uh, she wrote a lot of um, fairy tales, uh, 
that were kind of changed, you know, like updated or, or whatever. And uh, she had such a great sense of humor in her writing. She was she's probably one of my favorite authors, especially growing up. Um, and then also when I got a little bit older, not that much older though, 14 or so, I really got into Charles Dickens actually. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he was like my favorite author throughout my teenage years, which is pretty fun. I, I still love some of his books. Wow, how did you find uh, Charles Dickens as a 14-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, uh, you know, I think uh, my mom was trying to get me to read more classics, trying to broaden, because I loved fantasy, um, you know. I just loved it. I, I loved Lord of the Rings, too. I read Lord of the Rings first, I think, before I found Dickens, and I, I absolutely loved it. My mom was like, well, let's try to <laughs> try to get into different genres, because I loved reading, and she introduced me introduced me to Oliver Twist, and for whatever reason, I just fell in love with it. I, I lo- loved his really, really subtle sense of humor um, and uh, his other, his humanitarian uh, causes that he would write about in his books. So, um, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so when you were writing Princess Pirates, did you have a writing routine? Um, so I, I am a stay at home mom of, like I said, four kids, six and under. So not a whole lot of time to write during the day, (laughs) but, uh, usually at night when they go to bed is when I really get my work done. So, uh, that's when I wrote princess pirates was after they went to sleep at night. I could, and I wrote them, I wrote princess pirates before my uh, youngest was born, my youngest boy. So I wrote it a year ago while I was pregnant with him and could just, you know, I would just take a couple hours um, every other night and sit down and try to get it out. So. And Dana, what inspires you to continue writing? Oh, I think the fact that I love reading so much. Um, as a mom, I don't get to do it nearly as much as I love. I would like to, but I love to read. Um, and and as far as children's books go. I think that there are so many children's books out there, but sometimes it's frustrating <laughs> uh, not finding the kinds of children's books that I want. And so I, I really want to be able to continue writing these types of books, um, especially for girls uh, like my young girls who shouldn't have to think that, you know, um, they only have the option to have pink as their favorite color. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of my inspiration right now for continuing these books is to make sure that girls, you know, they know it's okay to be love pink and it's also okay to love blue. If that makes sense. So you mentioned your mom introducing you to Dickens when you were younger. Did you have any other mentors that helped you along your writing journey? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, my mom was a huge influence growing up. She really encouraged me to write whenever I wanted to and, um, would read some of the things that I wrote, but just said, if this is what you love, you should do it. And, um, she was, she was huge in that growing up. And then with this book, um, I have had so much help with this, uh, princess pirates book from family. Um, I have a sister who, I send all of my work to her first to edit, as well as uh, my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, um, is an amazing writer and actually is launching his own Kickstarter um, uh, or will um, have launched his own Kickstarter. Um, 
for his own book. And he's been an amazing help to me as well. So um, he, uh, his book is called The Opportunity. If anyone wants to check out that on Kickstarter and uh, it's also an amazing book. So they've really, really helped me, I think. And then also my husband getting his opinion. I think the key for me for writing this book was, oh yeah. And then I also had my sister-in-law. I mean, I sent this book to basically every family member I could think of that was good at writing um, that wrote well and got their opinions. And, uh, you know, I was able to really, really make it what it is right now. Uh, uh, through all of their opinions. I, you know, there are some things that I decided, no, I'd like the way it is now. And other things that I thought, Oh, wow, I'm so glad they say they said this. So I think as an author having second, third, fourth opinions uh, on your work is really vital to, to making it um, perfect the way it needs to be. Yeah. That's really amazing that you had so many other writers in your family who could help you out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really neat. It's really neat. So let's talk about Princess Pirates. Tell me about the premise of the book and what it's all about. So it starts out with these three princesses uh, in their room, you know, all dressed up in their beautiful dresses and their cute uh, crowns or whatever, and um, they hear a sound. So the oldest one says the Enchantress has their treasure. And from there, they go and they become pirates. And throughout the book, you can see the illustrations. You can see how they're in their house, but they've really reimagined everything into, you know, this jungle. First, they reimagined this box into a boat. And Pauline did an amazing job, really. So you can see, you can kind of see it's a boat, but really you can see how they've imagined it into this ship to cross the ocean. And um get to this jungle that they have to go through. They fight tigers along the way and cross lava um, to get to the end, uh, to get to their treasure. Um, and that's, that's the story. They have this really fun adventure and you can see their imagination. And um, like I said, Polina did a great job really capturing what, you know, every child's imagination really does to everyday objects. That sounds like a really fun story. Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> really, it's, it's based off of what I've seen my own children play, which is what makes it so fun for me. And how would you describe your typical reader out there? What age group and what are their interests? Um, so uh, I think that the main readers are probably going to be girls, but I also think that boys would really love this book because there's so much adventure in it. Um, but definitely uh, younger children, probably anywhere from age two to 10, you know, I think could really appreciate the book. It's a rhyming book, uh, which is really great for um, young readers. It's got some, um, a couple of bigger vocabulary words, which I think it's actually really great. I love to be able to teach children new vocabulary through books. I think it's a great way to teach um, more words and, and, and really expand that part of their brain. So, um, but the illustrations are so gorgeous that, you know, even a two-year-old who may not be getting the whole story is going to love the way the rhyme sounds and it's going to love the pictures. And, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a pretty broad uh, age range of, of young children that will enjoy the book. And you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but what would you like your readers to take away from The Princess Pirates? 
oh, I would like to take them away that girls can be interested in anything, you know, that they don't have to be limited. And same with boys, that um, gender stereotypes shouldn't be something that we press into our child's imagination um, because imaginations and children's are, are, and children are so much broader than that and um, they shouldn't be limited by really dated gender stereotypes. So the thing I really um, want to get across is when you let your children, you know, and when you buy toys for your girls, don't just buy girl toys. I mean, it's easy to do and, and it's not wrong for them to like those things either. I also don't want anyone to go the opposite way and say that in order to teach your daughter to be strong, she can't like wearing dresses. You know, uh, children and, and girls especially can grow to be strong and have broad interests um, while playing ballerinas as children. And what advice would you give to that nine-year-old version of yourself who's just starting out as a writer? Oh, I'd say just keep writing and uh, keep reading as well. Uh, the thing that I think really helps a writer become a great writer is to become a great reader. And so uh, as a nine-year-old self, I'd say just keep reading and keep writing. Uh, and don't get discouraged if you think that maybe your work isn't good enough or anything. Just keep writing and, and do what you love and keep reading because that will help. And are there any other projects that you're currently working on? Yes. So Princess Pirates is really only going to be the first book in a series. I've already written my other two books. Uh, they just haven't been illustrated yet, uh, but it's going to be a series. Uh, I think that we'll be calling it the Daring Sisters. Uh, and so it'll be, you know, my three daughters going through kind of the same thing, these little adventures where I include um, both stereotypical things girls and boys play. So one of the ones uh, that I'm working on right now to get illustrated is called Ninja Ballerinas, uh, inspired from my daughter, of course. I told you her little birthday party, uh, Ninja Ballerinas. So, uh, and then another one, the other one is going to be called Tea Time Robots. So that's what I'm really working on. Uh, I love writing these books about the fun things my girls play. And I, I really know that other people will love it too. So uh, I'm just working on getting those illustrated and, um, and edited really well. Because like I said, you got to really send those things out and, and have a lot of people look at it so you can get outside opinions and really figure out what you as an author want uh, your book to look like. And Dana, how can listeners support your Kickstarter? Um, so right now, uh, I have my website. It's www.dkackerman, A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N, dkackerman.com. You can go online, and that's where you can sign up and put your email in. Once I have your email, I will be sending you updates on my Kickstarter uh, when it launches uh, and um, when how much you know, when you can buy the book and everything like that. So the biggest thing is to enter your email on my website, www.dkackerman.com. Um, that's where I will be doing all my email collection. It's really, really important that uh, I get a lot of support on day one of my Kickstarter um, because the way Kickstarter works with their search engine the faster you fund, the higher you come up on their search engine. So it's really important for me to um, 
have a lot of visibility uh, in order to make this successful. And in order for that to happen, I need to have these emails so that people can hopefully buy the first day they see that email um, so that it can really be a success. Absolutely. And just so you know, we've got your website linked up on the Creative Writing Magic website and our Twitter feed. Oh, that is awesome. So I hope everyone really go in there, put in your email. I promise I won't be bugging you a lot. Um, thank you so much uh, for doing that. And, and to anyone who signs up, it really just oh, it means the world to me to have this dream come true. Um, of, you know, being an author. So, and uh, kids are going to love this book. I just know it. My kids love it. Every kid that I've shown just loves it. And before we close the show, are there any other final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, just um, be daring. <laughs> that's uh, that's the theme of my books. And uh, that's, that's the message I want to send to kids is to be daring and um, be imaginative get outside of screen time, get outside of um, uh, all the other things and just be imaginative, be daring. And uh, that's it. So, uh, and thank you so much for having me and thank you to anyone who signs up. It's, it's going to be really fun to see how this goes. So that's all the time we have for today. Dana, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for stopping by today. Yep, no problem. Thank you. And thank you, listener. You make this all possible. If you like this podcast, feel free to support us on Patreon and consider subscribing. The link to Patreon is in the description. Also, if you're an aspiring writer and would like to learn more about writing coaching services and story outline coaching services, contact us on the Creative Writing Magic website. And be sure to subscribe to the email newsletter to receive email notifications when new episodes are available. And as always, thanks so much for listening, stay inquisitive, support the arts, and keep creating. Bye for now.